0: Recorded live. Shalom, born so on the record. This is Minister Cedric in Israel, and welcome to Thursday night fellowship. The time now is seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and six o'clock p.m. Central. Um, I will now take a roll call for all be
1: joining us this evening. Shalom, brother. On the record is here. Good on brother. Is there anyone else online? Okay, well since there isn't anyone else available, I will now
0: turn it over to Brother Priest.
2: How are you? Shalom, uh-huh. brother Andrew. you try to phone on the record?
3: Shalom. Um, uh, um Josiah, did you have problems on Tuesday? Yes, sir.
4: Um, uh, when I tried to sign in, it was saying I had to dial a different number. So, um, I actually called another number and, um, Sign up, signed on a couple of times, waited ten minutes, and nobody else was on, so I just thought I would call
3: in today, yeah, man, um, what happened was I called in um to the normal line number, and I sat there for a minute, and nobody was there, so I hung up, called back a few minutes later, and it was talking about. It was some changed number. So I didn't understand it. So I called in a couple of different times. And it kept saying the same thing. I'm like, what the heck is this? So finally I logged in, saw that they, I guess they changed the phone number. But they changed it after I called back in. The first time when I called in, I called the 760 number and I was sitting on that line. But I think that after I called that, I think that was the last time that they allowed us to call it because I was sitting there waiting and I couldn't f- figure out if nobody was there. I didn't know what was going on. So I did not find out that they changed the number until like 20 minutes after the hour. So these things happen, but I just wanted you to know that. Are you in Texas, brother? Yes, sir. Uh, I've been here since
4: uh, the 6th or the 7th. And um, I was actually trying to get in touch with you. I wanted to take that ride down to, I think you said Tennessee, <laughs> to go visit the brother. Um, oh, yeah. but I. Was- I wasn't able to get in touch with you so uh I found Did you some try impl- to call? You tried to call? Say it again. You trying to call? Yeah, I tried to call you, um, but the, I guess the Magic Jack number was saying that it wasn't um it wasn't uh, set up or something like that.
3: Yeah. Uh number so, remember, remember I uh I had it turned off for a minute. Uh, so it's no still problem. off. It's still off. I thought you had the other number though, but uh, I'll make sure everybody gets the other number. Okay. But
5: uh,
3: yeah, man, I haven't gone to see him yet because um, uh issue came up with Sister Tora's scheduling, so um, we couldn't schedule the leave. So
6: I'm trying to
3: uh, go in the middle of this month. So um, it will be in the middle of this month, though. Well, it, it's like Sister Tora is a nurse. She's like a, how can I explain? She's kind of like a, a, a attorney for nurses, but she's not an actual attorney. It's a really different kind of thing that she does, but um, she's basically in the capacity of attorney. But anyway, she had a scheduling issue where some other nurses weren't, wouldn't be there, so we couldn't set up anything for two weeks. So the last, he didn't get out of the home. He was in the home until the 15th of August. So because I didn't find, we didn't find this out until like the 17th Then the last two weeks of the month of August were out of the question. So I couldn't go in the month of August. So now I got to try to go in the middle of this month. But uh, yeah, man, uh, we'll hook something up to see what we can do. Um, how's it going on there? Going on there for you though so far? It's going well.
4: Um, I found some employment, and the good thing is. Uh, only have to work three days a week, and then um, during the rest of the time, I'm uh, getting my credit repair business set up out here, and Then I'm also um, looking to um, find some properties where I can either flip them or um, actually move in one to, for a lease option, so I'm in the process of that right now, I actually found a home today that's vacant, that's um, not too messed up and I might try to do the process for the adverse possession. But um, other than that, I'm just enjoying my time down here. I feel really happy. It's much better than the city life. Um, hmm. My my consort and my children are still in L.A., but they want to visit me next week and then they're not coming um, until October 1st. So... Hopefully, I'll be able to have a place for them to stay. Right now, I'm at my grandfather's house, and then you know I have like uncles and aunts that stay around the area too. So yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's it's very peaceful out here.
3: Um, much better. Praise the Lord, brother. I know that it is, brother. That's that's really living there, yeah, brother. That's really living. That's a blessing. Um. Dr. Okay, Andrew, how you doing, brother? I'm all right, brother. I'm just... Can I be here? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm all right, brother. I'm just um just
2: keeping over this employment and finishing up um, my program I'm taking in my third year, starting the end of my third year. Third, sorry, third, um, fifth year, third semester. And, um... I'm looking to get all the information that I can get from this uh, the program and utilize it so how I know it should be utilized based on the water. Uh, and um yeah. Yes, sir. Um I
3: did contact your Mother and consort via email. Okay. Uh, I will be speaking with you about that. Uh could you give me a call tomorrow? Is that possible, brother?
5: Tomorrow
2: is
3: right. Yeah, that's, that's not a problem. Like tomorrow, like maybe around five PM central. Okay. like that. Yeah, because I want to uh, go over that with you. You know, I'll go over that with you about your consort and your mother. Okay. And we'll uh, <laughs> take it from here. Sounds like a plan, brother. I can make that call no problem. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, is anyone else on the line? Shalom, brother.
7: Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. How y'all doing, man? It's brother Neil traver putting on the record that end tonight.
3: See man. what's going on. How's it going for you, man?
7: Man, brother, please. like I say, you know, I'm holding it down, bro. I can't complain. I can't complain. Getting this house together, uh uh, trying to finish it up this month. I want to be done with it this month. Uh, the biggest thing was my bathrooms because I, I had three bathrooms in the house. So I had to demo them all and, and get them all back up, to, you know, the park with a modern look. You know what I'm saying? We did a lot of tile. Uh, we did a tile. I did a walk-in shower. Um, then I got a Jack and Jill bathroom. I do a stand-up tiled up shower in there and got to do, you know, toilets and fixtures and everything. The bathrooms the most... The most time-consuming and effort-consuming. So once they get done, I'll be downhill from there. And like I said, I hope to have it done before the end of September. Mm. And um, either I'm gonna stay in it or I'm gonna put it up. You know. And I'm, mm. actually, I'm probably gonna stay in it to it move. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, definitely.
7: Yeah, and I'm working like four other deals. You know what I mean? I'm 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 just you know. I wanna kinda of do something before before August I mean before September, October hit, you know what I'm saying? Have it have my money into some real assets, you know. And uh, yeah. got some other things up to par and everything and I'm ready to go in and see what this thing gonna do. But actually I wanna I wanna eventually get out of Jacksonville though. I don't I don't know about that east coast uh you know, earth what do you call it? Earth uh extinction the level events and stuff going on. Hmm. <laughs> the East Coast supposed to be up on water, so I, I kind of want to get out of here, you know what I mean? I
3: ain't even that,
7: know. That, You know what I'm saying? But besides that, man, I just been holding it down, bro. i I'd like to say, man, I, I do so well, I feel bad sometimes.
3: Hmm. Wow. That's good, though, man.
7: Yeah. I know, right? Hooking up with Hooking up with brothers. I got this one bro I just hooked up with, man. catgat. get two church chickens, two athletes' foot stores, Eddie got, like, 12 properties, and he got a he got a used car lot with a mechanic shop on it, too, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm finally getting with people that's doing big things, too, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, you know, cats that's, you know, in survival mode and struggling and real desperate, you know what I'm saying? You can't kind of work with those kind of people because they in such a deplorable situation, you know what I'm saying? Not that they deplorable, it's just a situation they allow themselves to get in and, and I'm like, bro, I mean, and I want to help them, but you, you kind of can't, you can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? You can only do so much, but you got to, you know, you got to say no. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just ain't got to like that, bro. I can't help you. Like, I can't do everything for you because you won't do nothing for yourself. So, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, with the houses, man, you actually got to be careful about getting emotional. You know what I'm saying? Things be looking nice and everything. And then, like I said, money. Money flying out the door. <laughs> I <tell you> that. <laughs> yeah. Money flying out the door. And I'm like, yeah, I got to see it, but you know what I mean? You got yeah, you to gotta, you gotta be real disciplined, man. You got to have them emotions disciplined, you know?
3: Yeah, brother.
7: Yeah. If
3: you look up, you be back to square one. I know, you know? right? <laughs>
7: <laughs> I'm going no, so to choke my lady out. Because i be like, you spent so much money, and I don't see where it's going. What did you, did you eat the damn money? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you uh-huh.
5: it?
1: <laughs> but, you yeah. know,
7: I had to realize, man, you know, I had to really I had to realize, you know, we don't really realize how much we struggle. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then once you can sit back and get a glimpse of what it really costs to maintain a family, Man, I got like eight children, bro. She like, nigga, what you mean? I'm, I'm eating the money. All these expenses we got around here. I'm like, hey, well, you need to cut back then. You know Hmm. what I'm saying? But like I say, besides that, man, I can't complain. I'm holding it down.
1: Holding it down. Praise the Lord.
7: But, yeah, I definitely got on tonight because I'm like, well, okay, the the month of August is up, so maybe they're going to start classes up sooner or later, so let me get on tonight for sure so I can find out when the next class is going to start up and where I need to be on what day and what time.
3: Yes, sir. um, I'm I'm making a move to reopen the university, and it's going to be predominantly online. The thing has been, um, we suffered a hack on the account, and all during the break, I was working on recovering from that and still are, are recovering from it. And the university, I was about to open it the other day, and then there was some errors that went on, so I just needed a few more days. But we have some better... Um, things are better, are some improvements and some other things that I think are really gonna be exciting for us. But um Do that. you know, um, I'm really thank you Brother Neil because um you know you're one of the one of the brothers that has stuck in there been supportive and been one hundred percent real from the start. And Yes sir you know, everybody has different things that we go through in life and we have our struggles but I'm thankful to the most high that you survived a very difficult struggle and you are blessed brother so I'm thankful for that it really is. yes sir
7: yes sir
3: praise the lord
7: we well, have yes,
3: yes sir we've had some um success stories in the nation, one after another, of continued success. We haven't had, to my knowledge, I don't know anybody that's had any failures in anything that they've been uh, studying or learning or or putting into application from what we gathered in the nation. So we are blessed. We are very, very blessed. Um, Mother Shedrick. You there,
0: um shalom, brother yes, I am.
3: how are you feeling sir?
0: Um, it's been a I guess you can say it's been a long day. It was an early day um basically um going on campus, trying to work on my thesis some more um I'm also in anthropology this semester, and we uh, i it's not a hard class. It's actually pretty easy. just like now it's just been a lot more on my plate now because we are now in a uh, we're now in a project. We have four teams, and we are working on uh, African American uh, museum restoration. And one of them uh, happens to be local. Uh, was the friends was the friends of Kaya uh, Museum and we basically had to structure teams around these museums, and the teams had four different departments or directories that we're working on. And, of course, me, um, one of the departments was building acquisition. (laughs) And uh, I chose that personally because um, I know that we're working on this real estate investment program for a while now, and I've been so infatuated with it. Um, I chose the project because I know that eventually this is one of the ways that I can work on my real estate and um, skills and um, be a little bit more proficient in it because um, I see the benefit in it. I'm still learning, uh, you know, teaching myself this stuff every day, um, and eventually I will be able to use it. I'm still trying to get other things set up um, in place so that I will have, I guess you can say, the transparency will be fluent. I won't have to necessarily go through as many problems because I tried to, you know, start off by doing that by clearing up my credit, which I have had a a great deal of success with it. But now, you know, I'm in the midst of paying back my, you know, student loans. So I'm trying to get that down as much. Um, But other than that, um, just taking it one day at a time, uh, Nothing extraordinary going on. Just you know, taking every day one at a time, and just glad to be back and hear you brothers and you know sisters' voice again, and just you know, go from here, brother.
3: Hallelujah, brother. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, man, it's really good to hear people's voices too. You know, like just I realize how important it is to just even talk to one another you know it really is meaningful to me and the time has come where we're about ready to open the floodgates i mean look a lot of things and being where we needed enough people to have the foundational comprehension of what we are teaching and what our message is. During this break, I really gotta share this with you all. The Lord was really doing dealing with me and I can clearly see that these people here are at one hundred and forty four thousand. We're going to issue them in. You are these light bearers that the the scriptures talk about. And if you read the scriptures from a, a law perspective, you will see yourself in it, and you will see that it can only be one body of people that are out here with this message today and is on time for a reason. And it's like we're on time but to others, we see, we may seem like we're ahead of our time. Some to, to some, we might seem like we're behind in the time. But we're right where we need to be. With the university, this will allow us to bring in thousands of people at a time because one of the changes that I made was we're going to be this is the first time I'm announcing this actually we're going to be able to do live webinars with webcams and that's a plus but it's set up to the point where we can accept more people in And you have to go through your assignments and do your assignments and take your quizzes. It's on a a time schedule as far as um, the month and the days, but it's also on an assignment schedule. So you can't progress to the next assignment until you satisfactorily complete one. So that will eliminate us from having to um, wait on some people and it's going to give us the ability to bring in more people at once. So we've been blessed with that. Then there's uh, a few other things that we'll be discussing over the next couple of weeks about our improvements and our continued uh, growth. I spoke about, I think, last semester on the this line that we have some sisters coming in. Um, as far as I can tell, one of the sisters that was supposed to come, I don't think she will be joining us. I'm not sure why, but for some reason, I spoke with her She said she was really excited having her back from her. Hope the sister is okay. I really, really do. But we're blessed because we do have new sisters coming in and everyone is doing well. We've had some success stories as far as people in their business. Um, Jossie here is one of the it's very very inspirational because this brother was doing his trust. Yeah, this trust operational almost. What is it? Almost two years, a year and a half to two years ago. Is that how long it was, brother? Just here. Are
1: you there, just here? Anyway,
3: um, he had, he had his trust open. He's been doing business for over a year on the side, doing credit repairs and stuff, and he's been on the ball. Hmm. So he's a young man. He's married. He has a couple of children, and he's doing a great job for a young. Sorry. Man. His... Sorry about that. Yeah, how long have you been? How long have you been doing it through your trust, I... brother? How long have you had that over? Um.
4: I think since 2013, yeah, about, about or if not 2012, around November, something like
5: that. Oh, wow.
4: Yeah. Because cause, cause as soon as you was teaching this thing, I thought that we had to do it right away. So, like, <laughs> the next week, I was, you know, getting stuff taken care of, running in the paper, calling the IRS and all that stuff. And and for so long, I was doing all that shopping stuff, and everything wasn't turning out. So I was just so anxious to do something right. I think that's what it was.
3: Praise the Lord. Um, I got a call from Bartholomew who successfully discharged um a major, major debt. Mm-hmm. Um, through the IRS. And that's a blessing. Really, that's a blessing for us all because we continue to have these types of success stories. It's really a blessing. Um, This coming week or next week, we're going to try to have a welcoming committee um, I won't know exactly what day if, if I'm gonna say tentatively next Thursday on this call, maybe, but I need to speak with um Arc Andrew because his loved I'm ones right. toron brother his loved ones are some of the ones that are um gonna be joining us, so. We'll see how that works out. Um, Anybody else on the line that that just signed in that wants to speak up?
2: Um, This is Brother Andrew, Shalom, Brother. Um, I didn't just sign in, but I have a question pertaining to the fact that we can log in. um, I'm not too sure if I was hearing you correctly, but I I think you were saying we could what we can do is we can tune into uh, tune into recordings and take in the recordings at our own time and then finish the assignment. And you cannot move on to the to the to the to the to the other assignment until we finish a specific assignment. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So my question is, let's say at some point in time we're able to make it to some of the nation um classes instead of um if we're able to make it to some nation the classes but not all of them, are we able to like intertwine like would I be able to tune on in when when the nation calls happening live and then whatever i um, whatever I have missed I can listen to the recording and then finish the assignment.
3: Well, it won't be exactly like right that. Um because one of the things is is, is kinda of contingent upon what stage you are in. Okay. Like in the thought class. You know, they need the most attention and the most interaction. Um people in the nucleus class kind of the same. But when you get further along it's it's gonna be more like um <coughs> like you set your pace. You don't exactly set your own pace, but you kind of like you set your own pace, you know. And in that case, yes. But but keep in mind, that's as you get further along. So the answer is kind of yes or no, but it's more like you know, not immediately, though. Right. I do understand.
2: Thanks for the clarity, brother. Shalom.
3: Shalom. Anyone else
8: Shalom, brother. Shalom. Yeah, uh just wanted to tell you a story of something that just happened recently. Uh one moment. Uh, think about. It. Let me hold on hold on that. Yeah. Let me um hold on. Okay, yeah, brother Gavin. Okay, so one of the newcomers in, that's coming into the nation, sister Anisha. Uh huh. She was having some problems. Um, but she's going through some some issues, um, some personal issues, and uh um, she she just, she needed some type of just, just help, you know, and knowing like what proper documentation to file and stuff. And she had, she was moving and just doing a whole bunch of stuff and just had nobody, don't no to call, just, just stuff. So I, I told her I'll call her back and I picked up the phone, called anti uh, anti generic called Trayvon and um, uh, brother Gavin, and these brothers, man, went over there to where she was at, helped their path up, move, and took care of her. Awesome. And
0: you say what? No, I said that's awesome.
3: This brother said, Yeah, I,
0: awesome.
8: I just, you know, I just thought that was just really phenomenal.
3: Oh, for the Because you know, no
8: one knows her. You know, never met her. Um, she told me that when she started going through her hard times, um, she was I think she was dealing with United and Christ or whoever, and one of the brothers told her, well, if you pay tithings, then we'll help you out. And, what? And like, and I was just like, whoa. And just, you know, for the brothers to just, just stop everything, and get that done, you know, man. I, to me, that just speaks volumes about what, you know, what we're learning spiritually and in this nation, what we're, how we're just growing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, man, ain't too many people out here, obviously, that's just gonna help, help each other like that, unless there's some type of material gain or, or just whatever. I just thought that was phenomenal. I, I didn't know if you knew about that, but. You
3: know, man. I was, really pr- I was proud of them, brothers. Yeah, she did tell me. Um, she alerted me to that via email, and I was shocked. Um, but in a very pleasant way, because, you know. Those three brothers in general, um uh, Trevon, and Gavin, they um, they all come from the same background. They all know each other. And the thing about them is they have overall uh, general, how do I say, um the right type of moral character. And I have to say that I, I, I do believe that perhaps we have as a nation helped them, but I'm telling you that their, their characters were like that. I, I really believe they would be like that even if they wasn't in the nation, but that's a, that's a testament to us all because these are the type of people that we want. We don't want Anybody in this nation with those wicked spirits, you just don't want that. And I, I'm thankful for those brothers for for doing that for their sister. Praise the Lord. And for you too, brother. Salam, so Minister Cedric.
0: I just wanted to just say I was sitting here thinking about what you just stated uh, about them making her pay tithes in order for her to move, I can't believe they would tell her something like that. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, where is, that? I think that's, that's what our community had come down to. Outside of the nation, that's basically what we come out, come down to is, oh, well, now you got to pay in order to do it instead of just, that's your sister. If we don't do it for, if we don't do it within our own community, how can we expect anybody outside our community to give us equal treatment? You see what I'm saying? Like we expect these people to be nice to us, to stop killing us. To, uh, you know, I had the same conversation with my aunt the other day, and I was just like, you don't see the Jewish people being this way towards each other, or you don't see the Amish people being that way. You know,
5: uh,
0: oh, well, let them sit for themselves. They help each other in the best way that they possibly can, no questions asked. And I, you know, being here, a sister said that uh, said this years ago when she was in the nation. It's like almost kind of like having an Amish mindset because those people are they're so communal. And you know, that's just you know, like Brother Free stated earlier. This is basically what we want. We want to be able to we want to be able to have that moral character. You know, and at least or at least try to, you know, because, you know, it keeps down conflict in the nation. But for them to charge her tires in order to help her move, I just think that was just like a below the belt. And I just want to throw that out there. I yield. Man. <laughs>
8: I felt I felt pr- proud of my my brothers, man. Because you know, I told him, I'm like, let me see if I can make a call. I I didn't expect nothing out of it. I just hey, I'll make a call and you. If it, if it's the will of the most high and you have some help, if not, then, you know, what, what can one do? You know, we all have to take care of our own situations. But to see them come through the way that they came through, I felt proud, man.
3: <laughs>
8: I felt
3: proud. You know what else, too, brother? Those three brothers are brothers that you can count on and not be cockhounds. <laughs> Okay, Like, see, it's one thing to ask for ties, but it's another thing to ask for some other kind of favors. Bun <laughs> <My laughs> bun. So, so, you know, because some brothers that do stuff, yeah, I'll help you out. You come warm my bed up for me, you know, and, and we can't do that, man. And, and, right. and that's one of the beautiful things about us as a nation in general, because we don't, uh, we don't approach sisters like that, you know, and we, we can't, we can't afford to do that. I mean, it's, it's too much more value in a woman other than just her being a bad warmer for us. She's just too, too much more valuable. And we have, we, we owe her that respect. You know, you, you ain't going to get a good woman out of, out of some woman that just want to lay down with you all the time. That ain't, they ain't going to produce no future. You know, she ain't gonna be productive and you damn sure ain't either. But um praise the Lord that they that they remain respectful with your sister and that she's taken
0: care
3: of. <laughs> she's
0: um, so, so, um minister uh uh priest uh email roof is online but she wanted me to alert you that she couldn't speak speak because she wasn't feeling too well. So I just told her I would announce her presence for her just later let everybody know she was here.
3: Okay, I love with you, Ima. Um, I didn't know who was online. I'm I'm about to log on here very quickly and see who's on here. Uh, hopefully this will work. Anybody that didn't speak yet? Anybody else? Here? Okay, I see Texas, Toronto, Nevada. Oh, the sisters in Nevada. Um Octa Roof. Is that your sister? Shalom. Are you sleepy, sister?
5: Yeah.
3: Oh man. Um yeah, that sister is what what city is was she in? Um Tell what city was uh, uh, Nisi, is, she, is she in New York Or is she in New Jersey Phototomy? I believe it's New Jersey But last
2: time I spoke with her I believe I remember her saying it was New Jersey I don't know if she moved Since then But last time I spoke with her it was New Jersey She told me <coughs>
3: Okay. Um, Well, that's good. Well, but, well, either way, um, I was hoping she was close to uh, RT Ruth. But, you know, we'll find out. Uh, Let me see. What else are the announcements? Um, I can't think of anything right now. I see our Kedrick on the line. Oh, Brother Robert requires our prayers. He's had some family emergencies. We want to make sure that we put, um, he's our diplomatic officer, and we want to make sure we put out our positive energy and prayers for the protection and love and care of his loved ones and relatives. Um, I don't know the details of what may be going on, but we do know that we want to keep him in our thoughts and prayers. Um, Ima Yarouf, she went into surgery, I'm sure some of you know. Um, and she's experiencing some of the after-surgery pain. So we wanted to keep her in our prayers. And she has a speedy recovery. And then the pain will subside. We definitely want to do that. Let me see. California, okay, I guess that would be probably just a year. Toronto, Nevada, Florida, Minnesota.
1: Who's guest 11? Guest 11. Somebody please type in the chat box and let us know. Um, As you all
3: can see, I don't know if you all heard about the four Negroes that gang raped the Caucasoid porn star or whatever, and um, they said she deserved it, and uh, our, our idea of, let me say this, look. Unfortunately, I have to say this this way: So-called knowledge is the enemy of the negro is the enemy of the negro. Knowledge itself is an enemy to the said black man, because to walk around calling yourself a color shows that you cannot know who you are. To walk around calling yourself a color as a form of so-called nationality is the equivalent to a John Doe. and somebody that has amnesia. But to do that in the name of knowledge, I want to make this clear. We think because we expose the information, That makes us knowledgeable. Oh, I got a whole lot of knowledge. All right, look. I don't care how much so-called knowledge you get. If you do not know how to treat people and how to conduct yourself, it is all worthless. You can know the distance from the, the earth to the sun. So the hell what? Do you know how to respect your woman? Your mother, your sister, your aunt. And do you know how to chastise her when necessary? Without being a chump or a pushover or a spineless jellyfish. And without being abusive, physically, verbally, or otherwise. So what good is all your said knowledge when you can't even treat your brothers and sisters like brothers and sisters and treat one another respectfully and talk to one another respectfully? So these so-called brothers who gang raped a porn star said to themselves that because she's Caucasian and she does porn, that she deserves to be raped.
8: Hey, I agree. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you do you think they really thought they was doing something wrong? <laughs> no. I don't think
3: they did. That's the point.
8: <laughs> that you know, all. you would begin, You know, they be. All, you know, the porno movies, man. You know, that's part of the. That's part of the flick. You know, they have four, or five guys.
3: Well, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I don't. I don't agree with that stuff. But I'll tell you this. Yeah. They have a standard. That's what people don't understand. Like whores are different than like sluts or or, or uh the scriptures call um what is the term in the scripture
6: oh,
3: think- The harlot. The harlot is the, is a slut. The harlot is a slut. So in modern terms, whores are different than harlots. Now look, whores have standards. A five dollar crack whore has the standard of a five dollar uh, sex act, okay, but they don't deserve to be raped any more than a woman that doesn't do that stuff. That's wrong. And just because they do that on camera, their, their standard is they don't get paid for it. They just don't go around just doing it any kind of type kind of way. You know, I ain't saying that's necessarily good, but it's better than. Somebody that just does it just out of so-called fun, you know. If you really think about it, that's the reverse of wickedness. I mean, it's the very lowest of the totem pole when a woman, oh, any woman can go stand on the block, right? Any woman. As a matter of fact, this is this one. God, this is, got, this is a testimony. I, I, I was working with this French um, Frenchman uh, mm-hmm. filmmaker and we went down into the cast corridor in Detroit and did a documentary called two dollar hooker. Okay. This is a testimony. We were interviewing hookers on the street. There was a woman in a wheelchair with one leg prostitute made a hundred dollars in under an hour. <laughs> one legged prostitute. Now Whoa. any woman can go on the block and draw the attention of of a bunch of men if she gonna give out paid sex so what is you going to do if you give out free sex? And then, the object of what women do, or do, their nature, is that they don't intimately in general and I'm not going to say this all across the board How the most high made them. they don't intimately desire to comfort a man unless that man is providing for her, unless he's being a man, and she has a commitment to him. So for a woman to not require that a man provides for her and is responsible for her and she's willing to just give herself away to anybody, that is the lowest of the low. But to rape a woman and then to say because she's a porn star, she deserves it, these brothers need to be put under the damn prison. That is absolutely ridiculous. I wouldn't care if she was there. What's that one called like, Zoid? Uh, Houston. Uh, she did the Houston, remember? She did the Houston 500. She had a safe 500 men. I wouldn't care if it was that dirty skank. Excuse me. I wouldn't care if it was her. She didn't deserve, no woman deserved to be raped. Our brother in the it is legal and lawful in war of this beast. I don't know if you all know, but they have it where it's legal and lawful for them to go rape foreign women. Did you all know that? No. They go and rape foreign women. The soldiers.
6: Wow.
3: Now, now in certain circumstances, they get um, they end up getting charged if the foreign nation brings charges against them to their the offending government. If they don't they usually don't say nothing and they go rape these women and it's legal. So it's wrong man. It's wrong. That's a damn shame man that they tell themselves and in Detroit, do you know there's in Detroit there's a little click of of brothers that are raping boys, oh God! This it's this is and, and yet and yet people got the nerve to talk about how they our people got the nerve to talk about how they love our people. They love Negroes, right? Man. We're gods and goddesses. <laughs> what? Where's <laughs> God, Where's God? That's that's um sorry sorry, please, please. Go ahead, brother. Just,
2: that's real um
5: that's, that's real hurting.
2: bothersome for me to hear that, honestly. That's real bothersome for me to hear that not for the fact that it's in Detroit, not for the fact that dudes that are doing these things, but for the fact that it's 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 Negro individuals that are acting senseless and and what burns me about it the most is that many of those guys were raised up with no father, but that doesn't mean that there can't be other men around in the area that don't have the capacity to be a father figure. And I, I and I don't know the full because this is the first I'm ever hearing of, of that scenario. Um, but that's real, <laughs> that's real sickening. There you Yes it is,
3: brother. brother Hakeem, I'm guest eleven. I'm charging my phone up so I have to listen in to the computer. And I yield. Thank you, brother. Just wanna speak that hasn't had a chance to speak? Yeah, shalom
9: nation. This one on the record is Akalias Judah. Just wanna say peace and blessings to the family. Just slid in, she was good, you know. Fellowship call. Glad to hear all the voices. Uh, Minister Cedric holding it down, man. You know, many of your posts. And yes, mm-hmm. um, all is love, man. All is well, man. You know, peace to the family.
2: Shalom, brother. Good to hear Good to hear your voice as well.
9: Oh, Xavier. What's up, brother?
2: we here. we here.
9: Yes, no problem. Oh. Peace and blessings, family. How are you? Peace. I'm going
3: to turn it back over to you, Cedric. I'll be in the background. Priest. Yes. Yes, sir. Priest. Yes. Sir. Um,
8: now, uh, hey, brother. Brother Priest. Yes. Yes,
6: sir.
8: Man, I'm wandering around the city, man. I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now, man. I'm in a grocery store. I ain't even got a basket. they going to call the police on me like this Negro. something wrong with him. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> man, I, hey, man, I've been, man, I've been teary-eyed since I got that letter. Woo!
3: Oh, boy.
8: Man, I'm feeling so blessed, brother. <laughs> Please share that feel... with, the,
3: with the loved ones, brother. Please share that as you, with your own discrepancy, sir.
8: Yes, um, you know, uh, I, I was able to, um, I had a, when I first started my business, you know, I really didn't understand business. I just knew, you know, to make money and take care of home, you know. I started my business with $1,000. I had full custody of my daughter. I used my rent money, you know, and I just kept my faith strong. You know, I, I remember just nights nice just holding her and crying with her, you know, because I didn't know how I was going to come over with groceries and stuff. You know what I mean? And so I started to get success through my hard work and making money. And, I, you know, I wasn't I wasn't taking care of my, my tribute. And I started – I got on their radar because I started making a lot of money. And they audited me and hit me with a huge tax de- debt, leaned me up, you know, and – from there my day my life kind of been like hell man it's been like, it's been like hell one because i understand the lien and you know if, and you know when priests say man china made foreclose on us now i'm thinking like goddamn me and my daughter are gonna be a slave they got me a, they got liens on everything my name my property everything so you know then they they do their administrative process you know automated, automated you know what I mean? Like, their computer is just constantly sending out letters. Every time I go to my mailbox, I got, like, 10, 15 letters from them. I could pay I could pay my debt on time. They'll still send a letter. You freak out. You call them, like, hey, man, what's going on? Man, I paid. They hey, like, oh, don't worry about it. Um, They're automated. That's after you on call four times, got hung on, sat on hold for an hour, three times a day. That's three hours of your energy stressing over that. So you can understand, man. Man, that that stuff is stressful. So, you know, we've been learning in the nation, you know, a lot of things, discharging debt, you know, just moral character, just everything, man. And, you know, priests raised me to to talk differently, man. Just to be, you know, how I speak with my brothers and stuff like that, and just everything. And I've just I've grown so much, and even through the studies, he's given us so much, like we don't even know what to do with it. So I recently, you know, took a break and was like, you know, it's time for me to apply what priests, you know, taught me. And I got in my studies, I got into those UCCs, everything. And, you know, I did what I had to do and started dealing with the IRS, understood the IRS, and, man, discharged um, around a little bit more than 60000 Got rid of all my liens, and, uh, you know, that felt good. So I actually, you know, through my process, I actually overpaid them um, from the private side, just leave it at that. And they, they issued me, um, you know, a, a return because I overpaid. That's the power of what we're learning in this nation. And then today, man, I got a letter from him saying that they released all my tax liens, And, you know, man, I broke down, I man, in the library, man, tears, everything. Called my brother. He's like, Cuz, Cuz, what's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> Yelling. And, you know, I just like, man, that's that's the stress that came out of me, man, like, like, just, I felt like the weight of the world had come off my shoulders, man. I just, you know, man, I just, I'm so grateful for everybody here. I'm so grateful for priests. I'm so grateful for coming into this nation. You know, I, I came into this nation. I didn't even know what a damn Hebrew was. You know, when I see what the guidelines priests use to let people in the nation and stuff, I didn't know none of that stuff. I, was, I don't even know how I slid through the doors. I slid through the cracks. And, you know... I I I I'm determined to be the best servant for the most high as I can be uh, and I just you know I I feel like just my desires from a child just to be somebody just to be a part of a body like this a nation I knew I was somebody special uh just to be in this nation man just it means a, it means the world to me man uh and yeah, I just uh whew. I don't know it's been a real emotional week for me, just with all this, just all this relief. And I just tell everyone, man, we, we're learning what we need to learn, man. You know, we, we like my bro said, we will die like a man, but we will live like kings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Praise the
5: Lord. Praise the Lord.
2: Indeed, brother. Um. Shalom. <clears throat> <clears throat> Shalom. This is this is brother Andrew. I'm just making. I just want to make mention, brother, that um, all praises to the Most High for you know, um, first and foremost, giving you that spirit to make that phone call and, and and assist the sister the best way that you know how. I don't know if you did that before you got that letter or after, but regardless, all praises to the Most High, you know. And I I I, I, I um. You know, I'm glad to hear that, 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 that success, that success was, was a success. I'm glad to hear that success had happened, and that, you know, you're giving acknowledgement and praise to the Most High, And he is using you as a living testimony towards his deeds. So now when we are looking at the Black South Dictionary and we see the definitions like of act of God, we can say, ah, Brother Bartholomew spoke of a testimony pertaining to this definition. You
3: know.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes. You got it, Cedric. Yeah, your brother Cedric. No. Yes, yes, sir. You got it, sir. Yes, sir. we so,
3: yeah, that
5: phone to
2: Shalom. Um, excuse me, Brother Shejik or the other brothers. Um, this is Brother Andrew. I want to ask, anybody here, this this was about a news that happened about a month ago, Um, excuse me, a week ago, and it was about a news reporter, a Negro individual, the said black man, that uh, he, was a, he was a reporter and he was working with some news radio station. He lost his job as a reporter and... Ever since he lost his job, he was trying to get another job as a reporter, and it seemed as if he wouldn't get another opportunity. So in his mind, it was, okay, then this just must be a black thing. It must be because I'm black. So what he had ended up doing was murdering two reporters at the reporting at the news reporting station that he used to work for. And then he killed himself and left a letter saying why the reasons why he murdered those two Caucasian reporters. Because uh, one of the reasons he made mention was of um, the deaths that happened, the killing that happened in South Carolina pertaining to the Caucasian individual going into the Baptist church and letting go some shots after the the, the, the members of the church. Um, did anybody hear upon hear upon that that event?
3: Yes. It's all over the news, brother.
9: Okay. God, God. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, for and on the record, this is Akalias. I've seen the, uh, I guess he was recording the first-person video. And I, I don't know, bro. I, I know uh, the, the guy who killed himself. And who they you know chase down, but I I watched that video, man, and I, I man, it's hard for me to believe that man. I'm just sorry, bro.
5: Hmm.
9: It just looks it looked real falsified, man. And I, I I know about a lot of things that you know be going down for different reasons or whatever have you. And when I it looked like it was a conqueror's hand anyway. When I was looking at the video, the first person shooter video, and when he was shooting, either he didn't have a good shot or he was shooting blanks. And I don't know, I don't want to say just like a false flag attack, but I remember, you know, that little Sandy Hook, that, that little shooting in uh, Connecticut. There's a lot of things that they be doing for gun control, man. And I just know where I keep my ear to that side of it too. But when I saw that first person shooter video, I mean, I think it still might be on the internet but they took it down from the news because buddy has zoomed in and he, he showed the two people
6: and he walked
9: right up to him and it just on, on the news. I mean, we already know who controlled the news and the media outlets. It just, just seemed kind of fabricated, man. And with that, I do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't
5: know. I
2: don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's that scenario that you're making mention of brother. But at the same time, I can see it because I also know that um, I know that where I'm located and, and as well as where many other brothers are located, there are such things as corrupt cops. And I know that when there's a case that cannot be um, solved, they usually just pin the case on a said troublemaker, you know, so... Um, I know I know what you're saying. I know it does happen. You know, um and, and you know, it does happen and as you said, you don't wanna be a conspiracy you know, in, in, in my words that I that I heard it, you don't wanna be a conspiracy theorist, you know. But um most definitely I don't think our people are like that to just snap and end up wanting to <laughs> go on a rampage because at the end of the day <laughs> You know, you doing more energy in that's you losing a lot of. Energy. That's man, that's just crazy. Just even think of it. That's just real crazy. But hey, this 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 um this this work that that Satan does. You know, a lot of people won't know what the work is, and they'll get tired on out, especially if they can't see the demons or the entities that they're fighting. You know, um, they can't they can't you know anybody would 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 trip if you are in a fight and you can't see your adversary that you're, you're fighting against that would drive you insane.
1: You know? But, um, but that I yield. Yes, sir. I think, um,
0: uh, phone and worker, this is Brother Cedric. We were talking about that last week. Um, I, not, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm familiar with what happened in Atlanta, but I do know what it had happened, and maybe this what Brother Elias was talking about did happen in Atlanta, but we were talking about that last week. Me, uh, well, I, myself, Emi uh Brother Trey Vaughn, and Brother uh, Gavin was here, and I think Brother Andrew was here, I think.
2: No, brother no, no, was. Was, no, no, I wasn't on last week. Sorry for disturbing brother. I wasn't last week,
0: no. okay. We were talking about that last week and I when I saw that video, man, I couldn't do it, it looked it so it did look it looked so rehearsed. Wow. <laughs> if I
9: can think of any other word.
0: I that's, was a really good like, word.
9: that's a good word. Rehearsed. Yeah, I was yeah,
0: rehearsed. Cause I was just like, uh, you're not gonna look in front of you, see this guy with a gun in his hand. He got a big bright blue shirt on. You to tell me you didn't see nobody in front of you, and he saw you at close range. Yeah, yeah, that was just, mm, I couldn't buy nah. <laughs> nah, it. I'm sorry. Like, oh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was an automatic fail. Uh, false flag <laughs> operation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> believe it after what you hear, man. None of what you see, man. I mean yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Man, oh man, that was horrible. But um uh another uh topic that seems to be making headlines um is this um woman, she's being jailed because she basically is denied uh, a same sex marriage license. It's been kind of like a uh, topic that's been floating pretty much all over the um, TV, not so much as the uh, media, uh, social media, only because you know I'm on Tribe, so not everybody's actually uh, talking about that on my news, like on my news feed, but they are talking about it on world news and stuff like that. And um, we were talking about it in, uh, I guess you could say, public admin, not public administration, judicial processing, and it, and now they're basically saying it's it basically comes down to uh, what the federal government can say, you know, uh, how the government – the federal government regulates state law, and I'm just kind of like, man, it's like the federal government's jacked up. They just pretty much – they're not even on their last leg anymore. They're just crawling on their belly now, and they're hanging on, you know, trying to, you know, get as much money as they possibly can before they close down because – I really don't see any other, re, what other motive, you know, uh, for what it is that they're doing when it comes to this whole transgender, same-sex marriage, whatever else they have going. Like, it's so much out there, and this you know, they have so many smoke screens, and nobody's really focusing on the big picture at this particular moment. And, you know, when is the shutdown of America going to be? And that's where, you know, everybody's focus should really be at. But um, one of the smokescreens is that they're locking this cockroach woman up because of, you know, what what she definitely has rested her soul on, you know, and that just goes to show you that we are, you know, this spiritual warfare that we, you know, is real, you know. There's you know the fighting of the principalities, and we're pretty much at that point where we where we're gonna see this government flop. It's gonna fall right on its head, and you know I think that we're very fortunate to be here and you know kind of see. it's funny because like you read the Bible so many different times, you kind of start to see the pattern, and you just sit back in and you're like we're just waiting for something to break, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I just want to know has anybody heard anything about that
1: uh case, and if not, is anybody uh what do you guys think about it no uh brother, I couldn't really quite hear you. You were saying
2: that she's being something to do with a same sex license she's for
0: yeah, she got she got thrown she's being jailed. They actually were trying to find her because she wouldn't give out the uh, she wouldn't give out the same sex license. She said because it went against her conscience. It went against her her God, basically what she you know what she believed in. And I was like, man, you can tell that spiritual warfare is really real, and we're definitely seeing it now because they're trying to implicate or not implicate. They're trying to implement. Different practices you know uh or bring a lot of those Roman ideologies and uh practices back, but now it's being implemented into their politics and it's they're forcing it on the people, and people are people are pretty basically just they're they're really wrestling with this whole idea because you know with this generation they're not. That they're used to it, but they're not used to it being in their face and forced on them by the government. So now they're taking a stand, and most people are getting locked up for it. And that just goes to show you what we're willing at some point to do. Those who really are, I guess you say, true believers of you know the Most High, they're they're really the, they're really ready to either go to jail or just die for what they believe in. You know, I didn't think it was. Quite possible for some Christians, but they, did you have some hardcore Christians out there, and they're gonna stand for on what they believe in. So um, that's true. That's true, you know. And I think, in... the, I think that's the same thing that we would do, especially for our law, especially for the Torah, because I know that that's not so much as a law, but that's just our way of life, and. If we don't protect it, I mean, at some point we'll be back where we were years before, before we got to tribes. So, hmm. you know, I think that's just the kind of mindset we should always have, you know, when it comes to this freak, this government, I meant to say. But um, I yield. The floor is open for any topics or any um, feedback. Okay. Um, <clears throat>
8: Yeah, Shalom. brother. Salaam, brother.
5: Yes, sir.
2: All right, I yield, I yield, I yield. <laughs> oh. All right. Um. I was just going to comment on what Brother Cedric made mention of because, um, you know, that, 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 huh. Even like even in the time of um, when the Israelites were being taken out of Egypt, you had many, many individuals who were not of the nation of Israel that were seeking to stand up for that which is actually factually right according to the Mosaic, you know. And those same individuals from over how much of millenniums ago. That spirit is still around, you know, um that spirit is still around, so <clears throat> I'm not shocked, I'm really not shocked that they thrown her in jail, but I'm a little shocked that she still stood her ground and um decided to really take a stand for that which she is just kindled in her spirit to know that it is right because. In this day and time, they look at you, they look at me weird when I don't agree with it. I don't agree with homosexuality. I don't this I don't um I don't disrespect them. I don't look down on them. I don't I don't have the I don't have the I don't have the energy for that. But I just tell them that's not for me. Um, I'm not gonna feel sorry for telling you something that is not acceptable in the eyes of the Most High. You know. Um I walked in matter of fact I walked into Whole Food trying to get a banana and some, some, some peanuts. And um they had up all these flags in the Whole Food Market. Every single nation they had up and then they had the Gay Parade flag. Um I don't know what it's called, but they had that kind of flag. So I'm just trying to be trying to get certain questions certain questions answered, certain clarification. I I, I said, um, I asked her, I said, what flag is that? What what, what country does that belong to? And she said she said <laughs>
5: <laughs> She said it belongs to the gay parade. I said, Where is that? In the Middle East? <laughs> I said, is that in the Middle East <laughs>
0: What country is that <laughs> Yeah yeah
5: And she's like
2: oh no That's not in the Middle East That's um, just what something Some people agreed upon I said what the United Nations agreed upon That when When did that happen in history She said no no just some people who work here I was like oh I said so So show me the confederate flag I want to see that Where is that how come that's not up? Hmm. And she was saying that's what? And I said, yeah. If people can, you know, if you have up this flag, then why not have up the Confederate flag? And she was like looking at me like, seriously saying this. Mm. And I just said, I just said, you know what? Um, you have a good day. Uh huh. You know, so they look at they look at us weird when 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 um when you speak clear, you know they look at us weird when you know what it is that you're speaking of,
6: mm-hmm. and
2: you you speak it. But the thing is, if you're gonna get along with the program and be fake, oh my goodness, um, <laughs> I ain't trying to I ain't trying to, um be too laborious in my talk, but. With that I yield, brothers and sisters, with that I yield. Yes wow, sir,
9: wow. Yes sir. I just wanted to comment on the same thing, man, brother Andrew, but wow. Uh, real <laughs> briefly, man, that was that was some good that was some good food, man. Yes sir. Hey but no uh, What
5: country is man, that? what country is
9: that? <laughs> but what you were just speaking on, man, is uh it's deep, man, and it's at a deep level. Yeah, well, man.
6: Deep.
9: And and that's the same type of righteousness, man, you heard Brother Tree speaking on, man. You know, we gotta have, man. You know what I'm saying? If somebody come up to you right now and be like, Man, you black man, sign this paper right now. Mm. Or you or you go to jail and get, cuff me and stuff me, man, you know what I'm saying? Let's do it, man. You got to have that same right, righteous attitude, man, about what you believe in. And, and I think as a doctor, you know, or, and I say the doctor because I know that they got these, uh they got this thing called plan B, right? You know, the plan B pill, and they got that plan B. And you can go to the doctor, and the doctor can be like, nah, you know what? I don't feel like giving you that. And, hmm. Like, See, see, see where I'm going with that, right? So they don't feel like giving you that, and so they can make you, you know, you don't want to have the baby or whatever happens. But then you think about same-sex marriage. So they they keep approving same-sex marriage. That, they already know that's going to diminish the population. It's just mm-hmm. a certain, certain amount of time when when you won't be able to reproduce? You know what I'm saying? Like the brother said, I don't really care. They don't make me know. Never mind. Because I'll tell you what, as long as you don't try that with me, we'll be all right. I, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying?
5: That's
9: I, I don't care. I don't judge nobody. I don't care if you get married. To be honest with you, if you need some benefits or whatever you need, because I'll tell you right now, <laughs> uh, now, real, real rap though, because I watched this movie, right? It was Ted 2. And it wasn't about the uh, teddy bear or nothing like that, man. It had some real moral values in the movie, man. I watched it with my offspring. And I'm looking at it, you know, and I know it was kind of rough with the language and this and that, but this is the real world. So I don't, don't sugarcoat nothing. Anybody that knows me, they know me. So I'm looking at the movie and I realize that this bear is, like, really fighting for his rights. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not about, like, he was a teddy bear, but it they it, 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 it had a Dred Scott chasing there. They had gay marriage. They had this. They had, like, so many real... Real deal point that, that goes on in reality right now, and I, I saw the subliminal message in there. If a teddy bear can go to court and stand up for his rights and say that, you know, uh, I breathe and I feel and I do this, and I'm it don't matter about what you classify a human to be, you know what I'm saying? This man said that he's alive, they don't care if he's a teddy bear, he's alive, you know what I'm saying? And I got rights too. I'm sitting there looking at that like, damn, you know. I see brothers on the corner today, but they don't wanna stand up for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. and I was out there lost one time, you know, not thinking about man, man ask brother priest. Soon I got on with this, and I get excited about going to court. Man, I I do this on jury jury selection. I mean, tickets, anything, I challenge anything. It's just I'm confident. And even if I lose, you know, it's just I learn from experience. But mm-hmm. one thing about me Man, I'd die on my two feet then I'd get on my knees for anybody, man. And i lay that. And we just got to understand who we are. And surprisingly, it was a Caucasoid woman that stood on what she believed in her principles. But yeah. at the end of the day, just because America said that's right, it ain't right. So yes, she got to sit, she got to sit. But at the end of the day, I'm, I, I can ride with you. And if I could bail you out, girl, I'm coming to bail you out. You know what I'm saying? That's a just reason. Like, if you did some capital murder or something like that, you deserve to sit, man. You understand what I'm saying? But there's some type of charges to me that's just trumped up. And, you know, you just you just got to deal with them as they come, man. But, no, mm-hmm. so I salute that, man. And, Brother Andrew, man, that was some real deal, Holyfield, man. What country is that? If you can have that flag and these people can't have their, because they just took down all those. I don't even know what they call them. What do they call the southern flag again?
5: Confederate flag.
9: Oh, the Confederate flag. I ain't even trying to be funny. I live in Florida. They fly it all day, and they make them take it down. I tell them they don't offend me, you know, but they make them take it down. But they can have Mm -hmm. the gay gay flag. That was some crazy stuff for me, man, and with that I yield.
0: That Confederate flag stuff was a smoke screen because the Confederate flag had been flying around for years, and black folks had, had nothing to say about it up until uh, the whole, uh, up until that whole uh, church uh, shooting. So I'm just kind of like, okay, they took the flag down now, and you're still getting shot in in the streets and in the churches, and they're still killing you. They're still arresting you. They're still beating you down. You're still going to be considered a welfare queen, and they're still calling you thugs and niggers and all this other different stuff. And what? It's like we we don't get it. Like you making them, you're trying to get them to conform to your mentality. But what you fail to realize is it's their house. They're not going to bow down to you in their house. And at this particular point, I don't expect them to. And the reason why I don't expect them to is because what I learned here is that if it was, number one, again, law is not one-sided. Anybody could be sitting where those folks were are sitting. And the reason why I know this is because we were sitting where those folks were sitting. And we were doing maybe not the exact same things they were doing, but we were lawgivers. And what we as a people here have come to realize is that it's going to take more than just marching and sitting in the streets and having somebody take a flag down in order for them to pay attention to you, and not so much as pay attention to you, but respect you as a person, not even as a person, but as a man and a woman individually. But they, you know, they're so stuck in this the slave mentality that they think, oh, well, we're going to yell. It's the equivalent of someone crying over spilled milk or somebody crying or a child crying in the store because they want candy. Take that flag down. I want you to take it down now because I said so. And the people are like, okay, well, just to shut them up, everybody, take the flag down, and we'll give it about maybe three weeks, and you guys can wear your flags in the air like a helicopter, and then, you know, we'll do something with them later. And that's how they. That's basically how they treat. It's like the respect isn't there. The reason why they don't respect. The reason why the respect isn't there is because we don't respect ourselves enough to govern ourselves. A lot of people gave Hillary Clinton some lip because she didn't want to back down on her stance about why black people should, you know, really be not be marching, but they should really be governing themselves. Everybody flipped and got mad at her about it. But that's the type of that's the type of uh, fee that we're going to get, Any, especially now, resources are low. The government's tired of taking care of y'all, and I'm not y'all, but us, as a I guess you can say people who were considered as black people in this country, they're tired, and they, get to, they basically come down to one thing. We have got to make sure in order for us to have resources, we got to get rid of some of these loafers. So that's what they're doing. And at at some point, priest said this years ago. He may have said this even now. It's not really that personal. It really is just business. And I kind of adapted that mindset because, again, we, could, we are going to be sitting where they're sitting. I'm not saying that, oh, we're going to be doing the same thing to them that they did to us. But you know what comes around goes around. But you know we will have our time. But you got to just get out of this this complacent stage that we're in. Well, you know those are the ones that are just sitting here waiting for the government to take down the flag. That it is. And on that note, um, I yield,
3: brother. This is brother priest. Let me make a comment on that. You know what? On the last topic about that woman. Um, Do you realize there are some people that think that all Romans are, this is amongst our people, all Romans are homosexuals. There are Hebrews that preach all Caucasian men are are homosexuals. Mm -hmm. Now, if you reverse your thinking on this ruling, they're arresting a woman for not upholding the law. It ain't got nothing to do with whether she believes in it, believes that or not. They're arresting her for not upholding the law. No different than if it was if it wasn't legal and those same homosexuals tried to get that stuff passed through, the homosexuals would be arrested. The other point is, in law, these people that are quote-unquote passing the laws, they're the public servants. Mm -hmm. But they only respond to people and not persons. Mm-hmm. So, this is the real secret of this government. This It's not a secret, but I'm saying it's a secret to unlock this whole game. The only people that exist are the people that are operating as bodies. Mm-hmm. Not those are operating as individual persons the persons don't have a voice the people who comprehend government this is how it's done I've said this I don't know how many times people in America are dumb for God's (laughs) sake man they showed us this on schoolhouse rock I'm just a bill yes I'm only a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill. What is it saying to us as children, for God's sake? How you control a public servant is through paper. It's through writing. Like, for instance, I just I say this all the time. Sister Tor, we were in Houston. Sister, Sister Tor, there was a, a a pothole. Blew the tire out. Sister Tor immediately wrote to these people, the city government. In twenty four hours, they came and fixed that pothole. <laughs> wow. Sister torah. Wrote to the city government. Had them change the parking. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm telling you what I've seen this woman do, right? (laughs) Because the pen is mightier than the sword. So, in essence, listen, when we really wake up and realize our only problem is us, our problem is not this government. And I'm so glad to hear the brothers say how we, we, have, we have, this nation has risen above this foolishness because look, anytime we can say we can coexist with, with these people that are promote, promoting, homosexuality and lesbianism and same sex marriage, let them be them. Anytime we can do that, not out of hate, that takes a civilized being praise the Lord from what I'm hearing from my people here, particularly Mr. Life. But listen, if you don't like the same-sex marriage, you can write to these people and tell them what the hell to do if you know how to write in matters of law. And then the other thing is, this has been the plan since day one that we founded this nation. I don't know how many of you all know But look, we're going to go to the United States government with a petition in law, and it's going to say, let my people go. Before I leave this earth, I'm going to personally make sure we do this and say, let my people go. To the United States president, be it Barack or anybody else, And here's what you got to understand when you do it in writing and you know how to present it, they must respond. And guess what? I know how to write it to the government. I I taught her how to do it. I know how to write to the government and have them respond to the president. I got a letter back from Hillary Clinton's office. I got letters from Condoleezza Rice when she was in the office. Directly from them to me. I know how to talk to these people directly. That's why they know who I am. They know exactly who I am. And, and listen, I'm not saying they're walking around like, yeah, priest is out there doing it. Listen, they know me. I have contacted them directly. When you write up your uh, your proposals in the proper way and submit them, they must respond. Now, imagine we go and say, let my people go. And not only that, we tell them exactly who the ones that we want to lose. Mm. And they will do it. I just saw a whole biblical flashback, and I ain't even near
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the problem. We can do it, and we will do it. I told man. him this about three years ago. He went crazy. <laughs> brother, if you
2: to, brother, if you were to tell me that by my, if you were to tell me that alone, I would probably go crazy too. In I
0: ain't even lying. Like, I was sitting here thinking about that job now. And all I could just, that, it sunk shockwaves through my body because I am just like, man, could you, could you just imagine what would happen if you did that? And it made me think, about about this show that uh, brother, uh, uh, me, oh, I myself and brother Robert did. When we were talking about, um, brother Robert had read the definition of blood. And uh, I think that's what it was. And he was uh, reading the different definitions and he was saying a black man. And I was just thinking to myself, Mm
5: -hmm. We are
0: the blood that runs through this body called the United States. And if we were to be released from this body, this body would die. Why? Because we give it life. We are the essence of this government. In what Mm -hmm. form? Blood. That's why. Mm -hmm. I mean commercial blood, that is. it was built off of us and it will die from us. So that's what I got from that, brother.
3: Well, let me tell you, (laughs) You, I got to really make this plain. It is absolutely schoolhouse rock simple (laughs) to contact the president of the United States and get a response now here's the other thing here's how dumb our people are what is a filibuster what is a lobbyist okay look a body of people get a lobbyist the lobbyist walks in and talks directly to the politician bonds the politician to that body of people that hired the lobbyist. Now that the bonded politician is bonded to the personal quote-unquote special interest groups,
5: Mm -hmm.
3: now that politician must answer to who controls them. Their real slave master has just woken up from being a slave and come back into being an actual people. They come from persons to people. And then put these politicians back into servitude as public servants like they are. They are public servants. And people keep crying and whining and, and it's it's just it, it drives me nuts how stupid these people are. You didn't watch Schoolhouse Rock? Look, <laughs> if I to the bill and I put to submit this this bill to the local congressman, he takes it, what are they doing over this bill? They're taking the bill and they're trying to see if they can budget it into their uh into their fiscal cycle. Mm-hmm. If they cannot, they may reject it. If they can, and there's enough people backing that initial bill that's been brought to them they will pass it. That's all that's going on. Medical marijuana, same issue. Everybody, let me tell you something about medical marijuana. Let me let me preach on this because this got me excited. Listen to this. There's two there's two uh, components in medical marijuana. One is CBD, and I know this personally because my stepson has seizures, and I, we I have been. Uh, Sister Tori and I have been working on his medication with uh, what they call cannabis oil, okay? Now listen, CBD has all, it comes from the marijuana plant and has always been legal for at least 75 years. The doctor results, this is the guy that the the elders sent me to in Detroit. We call him the doctor results. Back in 1994, he had this stuff in, the, um, in his health food store called Wizard Smoke and Dragon Smoke. And I was like, what is this? He was like, it's legal marijuana. I'm like, what do you mean it's legal marijuana? He's like, it's marijuana without the hallucinogens. Okay, now all these years later, CBD versus THC. THC is the hallucinogens that's in marijuana. CBD is legal. THC is not legal. So what all these people are arguing about is already legal. They're trying to get get the hallucinogen passed. They're trying to get the THC hallucinogen passed. So they're arguing about it's a conspiracy from the government. They don't want the people to be healthy and get the health benefits of marijuana. No, you dummy. They're not going to pass the poisonous, intoxicating THC just to pass it the people gotta say that they want it if that makes sense CBD can be extracted from marijuana and it's been legal for 75 years but they classify it as what they call hemp and if you take you can go to the local grocery store and get hemp and that's because it's high in CBD and low in THC. Here's my point. The CBD is healing people. It's healing people of all types of ailments. It's helping my stepson. I'm telling you from experience, he used to have a lot of seizures. We gave him this stuff. He's cut down to maybe one every month. He was having them every couple of days. Now he's down to one maybe in a month off of just giving him the oil. You can get this oil over the counter at a health food store. It is not illegal. But the people, are, they don't know law, so they don't understand how it works. A body of people must come together. Operate as a body Quote unquote politics We must operate in self government We must Put public servants Back into public servitude We must bond Them once again Because they have to be bonded to their chair But then The people That conglomerate themselves They'll go bond their politician And these are the people That actually control The privatized corporation. They're people that comprehend government. They're not persons that are talking about conspiracy theory. You come together as a body of of enough people, and what I'm telling you is, it is so simple. I I have a video of me showing the letters that I got from from uh, Hillary Clinton. I'm gonna post it so you can see. Well, it wasn't her directly, but it was her office. But she did oversee it and signed her name. Now, I'm saying it is so easy to contact the local politicians and the president that the people are dumb. We can go to them literally and say, listen, we already know that you know who we are. Let my people go, but we say it, we say it in the form of writing. I did a podcast on what Mordecai did. Okay. When, when Esther was in, um, she became queen and she was being trained mm-hmm. by the Benjamite, the last surviving Benjamite priest who taught his niece, Esther, she rose up in government, became queen. Before that, this is what they did. Well, he had help with with some of the other people. They wrote directly to the king. They wrote directly to the king and told them, in essence, this is what's written in the book of Esther, by the way, and um, a couple of the other books that are around it. This is what actually this is what it actually means. They wrote to them directly and told them, "Let my people go; they cannot be taxed." So then. Um, I think it was uh, Xerxes, he was mad at Mordecai and the Israelites. He didn't like them, and he went to, to all the kings and was like, you cannot let them do this. They're going to be tax-free, and if you let them be tax-free, they're going to rebuild the city, and they're, gonna, they're not going to pay any of us taxes. And then we're all going to collapse. This is in the damn scriptures. What the, What are these niggas reading? <laughs> talking about, they talk directly to the kings. This is priests. This is not, these are common Israelites, wrote directly to the kings and told them straight out, we're going to rebuild this temple, and we want your help, and it's best that you help us. And guess what? The king helped. He had to surrender. And he wrote them a letter of recommendation, by the way. And so when they got in trouble with the other kings, they went and took the letter of recommendation and said, "Uh, look here, buddy. Uh, the other king said this, and uh, you better comply, because the Most High—you understand—the Most High operates through natural law, and if you don't do what you know is right, and let our people go tax-free, nature's going to destroy you. They told the kings this, and Xerxes was was angry, <laughs> and. He ended up dying, messing around with those Israelites. They didn't do nothing to the man. He was just so angry and that the truth killed this man, physically killed him. That's the power that I'm talking about. We're going to go to the United States government on behalf of our people and tell them to release enough of our people and give us our land that they owe our people and let us go handle our own affairs on our own land we're going to get land on this continent is what I'm saying. All by writing to them (laughs) and telling them, if you hear Bartholomew's testimony, if you really understand what he just said, let me just reiterate it. He sat down, did his study. He wrote to them after they taxed him. They released $60,000 was discharged 60 and not only that they gave him money back a large sum of money back why is this relevant the power is within you that's the whole point when you surrender to the law statutes and commandments and and the number one thing is to nationalize and self-govern and you actually are obedient and you actually are orderly and you actually govern yourself now you will see them surrender before you and bow down to you because where you were once their slaves, now you become their slave masters all through writing and obedience and discipline. I hope that makes sense. I had to preach that. I had to say. Thank you for that, brother. Because,
0: that That's a lot of encouragement that we definitely need um, in this time, and it definitely does help us with our studies. And I think I remember telling you a couple of months ago, um, I watched that video, and it was because of that video I actually understand how a court, because I remember you said this numerous of times, that the court is a bank, and now I can I can honestly see how. And that was one of the videos that kind of like made me stay up from like the 11 o'clock that night to like 8 o'clock that morning. <laughs> because I was, I just wanted to know, like, wow. Like, so Black's Law Dictionary became my friend. I'm looking up every different type of bill. And everything just kind of clicked after that. So we needed that, um, brother. Uh, I do have a question for you um i see uh there there's a lot of uh a lot of inf- well, a lot of people that are doing this now and i just want your uh, opinion on it there are brothers who are israelites who are now telling people to go out and do these 501c4s and they're telling them hey Yeah, because there's this new system coming in. The BRICS countries are now, they're about to set up this bank. Uh, Now we're going to go and put our 501c4 underneath these BRICS companies, and you should do it too. And I'm just looking at it like, "Mm, okay. But you forgot one little thing. You forgot your status, your personal status outside of that entity
3: you created.
0: What is your thoughts on that, brother?
3: Honestly, brother, this is not a a toot of our own horn, but you know like I know, brother, them brothers didn't know nothing about this stuff. They heard it from us. You know that. You know good and well they heard it from us. That's not right, That's the truth. You know, and here's another fact. Just take your mind back to 2005. Now, you got to think about what all these groups now are out here doing. There was no mm-hmm. Moorish groups back in 2005. That, that didn't happen until like 07, 08. If there were any Moorish groups, they were small groups, and most of them broke off of, off of, of, of Dr. York. In
5: mm-hmm.
3: 2005, I was preaching that we're the Moorish the Jews, right? I was preaching this. I, I, I used to go and do my underground videos, and then I'd go to the black Caucus community and show them, And I would do lectures and speeches. How how you see some of these guys do now? But I used to do that in Detroit, okay? So I was known for that. Now watch. I'm standing back there in 2005, 2006, telling all of them that they're the Moorish Jews. And these people thought I was absolutely out of my mind. They were like, you trying to mix Judaism with Islam. I am. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do. Okay, now. The Hebrews that I met in Chicago, because I used to be on tour in uh, music at one time. But I met the Hebrews in Chicago, uh, which are the, those same guys that are on the block now in New York. But they had sh- Chicago branch. Um, who was it? Israelite Church of God and Jesus Christ. Those guys. Uh, and they ended up going on to Jerry Springer. I met them personally. I was preaching the same thing to all of these Hebrew groups. We have to get these bonds and liens off of us. We have to nationalize. We have to do body politics. And they all told me I was crazy. They all told me that I wasn't spiritual. All these powerhouses, Israelites, right? God is truth. All the top Israelite camps. They all told me that. Then they started to make mockery of me indirectly or on YouTube. They would take shots at me. They would say different things like, some people think you can do it through the law. Some people are preaching about nationality and law. Who are they talking about? They talking about brother priests. That's all they're talking about. And I know they're talking about me. Then, because I know I had one-on-one contact with these particular individuals, particularly when uh, they were beating up on uh, Nathaniel Seven from um, uh, Israelite Church, Israelites United in Christ, when they were beating up on him, I was in direct contact with him. Nathaniel Seven that leads the Israelite United in Christ, I was in direct contact with him while they were beating up on him. I was consoling him and standing by his side. So all of these guys know me, all right? Now, after they see us out here five years strong, and they see everybody try to start cloning us, guess what happens after Michael Arcangelo leaves? He started going around sharing different things that he got from us. They were sending, trying to send in spies, And I caught them. They were trying to get bits and pieces of what we're teaching. And because they could not talk directly to me any longer, they decided they would take what they could and try to go clone it and make their own thing. More power to you. Do what you're going to do. Right? But when you tell the people to sign up with a 501C4, It's really not about the number itself. It's more so about, it's more so about, do you even understand what the hell you're doing? Exactly. Do you really get what you just did to these people? Look, I could do, we could do, we did 501c3 Temple, right? Mm -hmm. Unincorporated. What does that mean? Incorporated is a dead entity that is a bond servant to the beast. So if you go under an incorporated number entity and you get quote unquote tax exemption, you just got a, a privilege from Satan. And your tax money goes to the church of Rome. <laughs> so you're paying tribute to Rome. and You call yourself a Hebrew. And you don't know that. And you're going to lead your people to a 501c4. Okay, if it's unincorporated and it started outside the, the, the a state or federal laws, if they did that, you're fine. All I'm right. telling you, I'm telling you, brother, I know they didn't do that. Because I know where their minds were at. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of them are motivated by jealousy and envy of us. You got really see it because these guys know that we know what we're talking about. That's a lot of the reason why they don't want to acknowledge us. They don't want to admit that we're here. They don't want to tell anybody about us. But there were a couple of groups. One was uh, the Gathering of Christ Church who gave us respect and sent people over to us for remedy. And then they started to learn stuff and took it back over to those guys. That's real. So listen. When Most High has called this body of people, I want to make this clear. You are those that are to lead this 144,000. It's beyond a shadow of a doubt. You are the 144,000. You are the beginning of them. And you are the ones that's going to take us to the rest of them. It ain't got nothing to do with Brother Priest. This is us. We are the charged of the called of the chosen. We've been called, but we've been charged. That's why they do that, brother. They're trying to mimic us. They're jealous of us, and they're angry because really, brother, to be all truthful about it. Do you think you got to look at life today, right, and then read the scriptures. Do you understand Sadducees and Pharisees? Let, Let me just deal with that period. These were splinter groups. The the, uh, the scenes or the Essence, however you want to pronounce it, that, that the Christ was a part of, and um, the Nazarite order that he was a part of, mm-hmm. these were all just like how these guys are, are out here today, all these different splinter groups,
5: mm-hmm. all these different
3: camps, right? Same thing, but guess who was the one camp that made it into scriptural writings? The ones who knew law, the scribes are the same as attorneys. Scribes are the same as court recorders. Scribes are, are public records that they understood that they had to transfer from scroll form. what well, they transferred from from verbal form to scroll form to put it on public records. That's why one of the lessons is: what is a legal size sheet of paper? Why do they have legal size sheets of paper? Why is it legal to have a certain size sheet of paper? Because it's representing a scroll. It's an unrolled scroll. That's why it's a longer sheet of paper. Oh. We started that. We did that. The ones that are written of in history. There were dozens and thousands of splinter groups like there are today. But there was only one Moses. There was only one David. There was only one Solomon. Guess what? You all fit that bill. We have we have listen to this. We have Emma Yah Ruth. We have Achie Ruth. Who didn't know each other <laughs> prior to mm. coming to this nation. You think this is a coincidence? Mm. That we have Andrew, we have a Nathaniel <laughs> Jesse Matthew Elias yeah. <laughs> Okay, well that's a that's a given name. Elias right. I'm, I'm talking about these are listen these are the characters returning these are the personalities returning They are following us brother They're gonna lead their people to their own demise. They're going to think that they're doing something by signing these contracts without the proper understanding of the scriptures. They're following sovereignty and that madness. And they're going to sign a better deal with Satan. Now they get to get a tax-exempt privilege from Satan himself. Now they get to get their tribute directly to the queen, i um, excuse me, directly to the pope, and those blood-drinking, devil-worshipping maniacs over there, all in the name of their Hebrew stuff. Mm. So, listen, this do going to make us better than anybody, but I want to make this clear. You are the 144,000. You are the first tribe to come out of this. It's Judah that has to come up first. Benjamin that comes up second. Look at what happens. Judah and Benjamin are basically the same. Because Benjamin was the king before Judah was. But Benjamin is, the, is, is more of a warrior, and he's, he, he will fight physically more than Judah will. But guess what? The two that have risen up first, Benjamin and Judah. Yeah. Benjamin and Judah are back to lead the race. This is what this is all about. I love my Hebrew brothers and sisters. They're following idolatry. They just made sovereignty as a form of idolatry. And they're going to perish. And if they don't heed this word that the Most High has given us in this nation, I know how this sounds if you're an outsider. I know that this sounds like, oh, you just think it's about you. It's not even a thought. It's being proven. When we live every day and people's lives are being transformed, there was somebody that came to us. This is real. These were elders that came to us. they didn't break off from the Hebrew faith. They didn't make up this new white man of the devil religious garbage. They kept the same principles from centuries. <laughs> they never changed. And so, why why does Brother Priest sound different than all these other Hebrews? Do you think I made myself? <laughs> I was trained. I was taught this. I was prepared for this as a priest and a high priest to bring this back to us. And I did as my teachers told me to do, and I remained honorable to them. And I will forever do that. I will never speak against them because everything they ever told me was right. Forgive me, i got to go.
0: Sir, I'll be joining you as well, brother.
3: Thank Um, you, brother.
0: No problem. Salam. Salam, brother. Um and I myself will be uh joining uh going over to the other class. You brothers and sisters may also stay online if you choose to do so. Uh brother Andrew, if you will be available, I would like to pass the post to you, brother. Brother,
2: I'm gonna be coming offline my I'm gonna be coming off the phone line myself.
0: Okay. Um well, um what I would like to do is uh, you, brothers and sisters, can stay online for however long you would like. Um, I should probably be back to return uh, a little bit later to kind of see who's all on, and then I can close out if that be the case. So, I um, mean, if you guys are going to stay, just let me know who's all going to stay on or is everyone getting ready to leave.
1: Shalom, brother. Shalom. Yes, sir. Shalom. Shalom. Brother Cedric.